I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are so excited to invite you to our free online event. It's all happening on October 26th. Now, if you can't make it live, be sure to sign up as we will send you the replay. So this event is all about how to stop the yo-yo on again, off again diet and exercise regime. Really, it's about making healthy living easier than ever. Within this event, we're going to share our three simple swaps so you can watch your own transformation unfold. We're so excited to see you there. So go ahead and check the link in the show notes and sign up to this free online event. Okay, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 390 on the Get Merry podcast. And we are so excited to be here with you today with a brand new episode. How are you, Emmy? I'm, you know what, like, (laughs) After a week of being down in Canberra and helping mum and dad uh, pack up, fix up the house, I mean, it's kind of weird to sit down in front of a computer and be like, okay, what am I doing today with work? (laughs) I think, like, we've talked about this before, Carl's how, like, when we have this kind of task-oriented work, like, for example, cleaning a blind or packing some boxes or fixing this or or mulching the garden. This is the type of work we've been doing. <laughs> like it's so different to what we do for our work where, you know, our work, yes, we have tasks and yes, things do kind of finish, but it feels like they it never really does finish. Like it's never, ever complete, mm. which is awesome because we have you know, ever evolving ideas and, and, you know, like Mary body is this, this amazing thing that just moves and grows with us and with its members. So I'm really grateful for that, but it's really weird to then come back to our regular work and be like, what am I doing again? Like, Mm -hmm. what do I do? Yeah, I mean, so I that, think that's where I am. What about you? Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I was sore from all of the incidental movement uh, with, yes. you know, picking up the ba- the boxes, not the boxes, picking up the buckets of mulch and spreading them all around. Uh, you know, we didn't do any yoga and Pilates during mm-hmm. this entire week, which is really rare for us here on the Gold Coast. We we move, you know, three to five times a week with yoga and Pilates, but we always walk. So when we were in Canberra, you know, we were walking in the morning with mom and dad, we we're going for coffee. And then it was all this incidental movement, which also is really, I, I just find this really fun and also really freeing, you know, past me uh, would have been like, oh my gosh, like I have to go to the gym for an hour, even if I'm doing all of this, like, you know, moving every single day because that was just what I had in my mind. Like that was what was healthy in inverted commas for me, even though that would cause so much stress and anxiety and so much obsession as well around Mm. it. It just wasn't fun at all, which kind of leads us into today's topic really perfectly. And it's this idea of how fad diets or fad movements or fad whatever, or even like, you know, 12-week plans or three-week quick fixes, all these kinds of things, how they actually sabotage real health progress. Yeah. Uh, And 
you know, we are the we are the definition of fad diet overcomers. I, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. But from age eleven, you know, I was on my first diet, and then many many years passed. Over ten years actually passed, and I was trying every diet under the sun. We would read diet books on like we we read a diet book while we were while we were traveling Europe when I was 21 like this is how my gosh how how terrible yeah this is how kind of ingrained it was in our minds and in our belief systems that being on a diet was normal like always being on a diet was normal and always searching for the next one was normal like that this was this was health kind of this was this was actually healthy that's what we we thought healthy was but really it just it sabotaged not only our health but also all levels of joy absolutely i mean when you say it out loud like that it's like oh Gosh, that's just awful. It's kind of embarrassing as well. It's like, didn't we have something better to do while traveling in Europe than spend like time reading this bloody book? Like eat pasta. (laughs) I know, yeah, and pizza and wherever else we were, eat all the all the amazing food. Uh, I think we were so worried about traveling and putting on weight. I remember that, Mm -hmm. and we saw this diet because it was very popular. It was the Dukan diet. Remember when that had its day? so yeah, wow. And we were I regret, like I do regret that. Yeah, now. remember we were reading it with the idea like I will say we we did enjoy food while oh, we were yeah. over there. No, we but did. we were reading it with the idea that when we come back from our 8-week holiday that we'll then go on this diet to undo all of the weight gain. So it was always this fear of putting on weight and always with the idea that the next diet will solve this problem. And really, when we look back at our history, even recently, you know, going going home and getting access to all of our previous uh, laptops. So we had access to all these old photos of photos of images of us. And you could see the yo-yo diet, the on again, off again in real life but yeah in a, in a span of you know 10 years because I would see okay here's Carla this m- amount of kilos now here's Carla on this diet yep she's lost weight okay now she's put on weight now she's lost weight and now she's put on weight and I'm not saying that that weight is a indicator of health it, it can be but it's not always uh and it's not necessarily a goal that we would say you know this is top of list because again that for us was what kind of always put us onto these fad diets because lose five kilos was always at the top of our goals list no matter how much we weighed so it it Mm. really like it really wasn't the best goal for us at all no gosh no and I and I mean we looked at those photos and we were like holy moly like it's so obvious this up and down, uh, you know, fluctuations with our weight. And I know like at stages in my life back then before, you know, I'd done all this mindset work and changed to, you know, to where we are now, uh, I would have looked at photos of when I was thinner and been like, oh my gosh, I'm so disgusting now. And, you, you know, that that kind of mindset and self-talk is not only consuming, but it's also, it, it steals all your life. Mm-hmm. It takes all your attention on to this place that is very self-hating, self-loathing, 
you're filled with self-criticism. So therefore you have limited space for, you know, all the good things to think about and all your goals and and just life enjoyment, satisfaction, uh, being present, people, relationships, you know, this is minimized. So it, it really was quite amazing to see these photos because we remember it. But, you know, to see these photos and be like, whoa, we've come so far with our mindsets and how amazing that, you know, we're at this place where we both feel really healthy physically and mentally and we're not on diets. We work out not only to look after ourselves but also for the fun and the joy of it. And we've been doing this for years since the creation of Merry Body. Merry Body. You know, it's it's not just to lose weight anymore. And that's the big change for us. And not only has it helped us physically and our physical health has improved in so many ways, but also mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually too. Mm-hmm. It's it's overall the health has just gotten so much better. And I don't know, like, I mean, we can measure it in like blood work and whatever, but like, you know, you measure it in your life satisfaction too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that is such a important part to realize like in our own journeys, how far we've come with that whole idea of like, you know, looking back on past photos. But one big thing that really stood out to me was when I looked back on a photo and this was kind of, you know, the stage where I was looking at photos was actually where we had started the Mary Maker Sisters blog. So 2012. Oh. And I would have been like the smallest that I had ever been as an adult. So, uh, and I was doing it because I was a bridesmaid at a wedding. So I don't know, hands up who's ever done that, who's gone on a diet for a certain event. And then, you know, you've done the event and then, oh, great. I can just forget about everything and, you know, go back to my old ways. Just, it doesn't make any sense when you think about it, but it was so amazing to look at these photos and actually realize when I looked at those photos, I wasn't necessarily looking at, at what I looked like, but I was remembering what I felt like. And what I felt like was really sad, really obsessed, no time for anything else, uh, always judging myself, always stepping onto a scale. And I remember it as a really awful time in my life. So this is just proof that what we look like actually has no reflection on our joy levels and actually has no reflection on really kind of anything other than what we look like. So this is why it's really important to remember that how we look is the least important thing and the least interesting thing about ourselves. What if we turned it all around and realized how we think is more important and how we do things is more important? So how am I showing up to my workout? How am I thinking? How am I feeling? Why am I doing this? Like it's these kinds of questions that change everything about welcoming in practices and habits that Mm. help you live a longer, more able life. So it's, it's not about how much you weigh, but how can we live longer with more ease, more ability and less discomfort? Yeah. And, you know, part of someone's story might be weight loss. You Mm -hmm. might need to lose weight for this. Uh, or you might not. It's like there's no everyone is different. And I think once we realize this and stop going with the fads and stop hopping on, you know, uh this method and and everyone else's journey, start being honest with yourself and 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 connecting with what you need. 
And then finding adequate support if you need it and making necessary changes. And for us, the necessary changes was to stop dieting, was to stop getting on those scales every day. And regardless of if you need to lose weight or don't want to lose weight or need to lose weight, you can also choose to do it with this, this Mm -hmm. kind of way of like not being obsessed. You don't even, I I don't know, like, can I say that you can lose weight without actually stepping on scales? Can we do that? I think we can. Yeah, you you absolutely can. And if we look at our decisions, our daily decisions that make up the day, that make up the week, that make up the life, like this all contributes. And maybe we can find that that health range of weight, whatever it may be for you, without the obsession. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I truly do believe, you know, like if everything else is in um, on track, as in like, you know, you've got your hormones checked and you've done all of the work yeah. and you've you realised like that there actually, there's nothing else contributing to maybe this weight. It's all in the choices that we're making. And the thing is, if you just allow yourself to realize that, like that it's our daily choices, uh, the when we decide to go for the walk or not go for the walk, like that's what's actually going to help you shift mm. those, though that shift that weight. But you actually don't need to even think about that. Like all you need to think about is I'm gonna go for a walk because it's gonna make me feel good. Like I'm gonna go for a walk because I know if I keep walking, my body will remember how to walk <laughs> and I will be able to keep walking for longer. And more easily. And I know, we all know that movement is necessary for health. Movement is necessary for health. Bodies are designed to move. If we don't move, if we are sedentary, we know that this implicates, is that the right word? Our health. It affects our health negatively. And we all feel this. Even when I sit at my desk for eight hours and I haven't gotten up and I've realized, oh my gosh, like I was at my desk answering all these emails and I forgot to go outside or I forgot to move my body. Like even one day makes me feel not great. So it's just realizing that it's in these small daily choices, these habits, like that is how health progress is made. It's not, I'm going to do this for three weeks and then I'm going to let it go. Like how can we create a life that involves practices and habits that help us progress in our health or help us maintain our health? It doesn't need to be a 12-week plan, a three-week plan, or I'm going to do this for eight weeks and then I'm just going to do nothing because that, that doesn't work. We know we, that doesn't work. It Absolutely. After the eight weeks, then what? What do you yeah. do? You go to the you next one. You go back one. to your old, or <laughs> you go to the next one, or you go back to before. And so, whatever you are working towards, whether it's more strength, or whether you want to lose weight, or maybe you're gaining weight, whatever it may be, you know that all that work and effort kind of just falls away. Mm. I think, you know, we've had this phase, <laughs> Carla, haven't we? You know, like super obsessed with our weight and dieting. And then it was obviously we discovered self-acceptance, yoga, Pilates, our whole life's changed. And we were kind of like, we we never have to think about weight loss. Like we don't want to talk about this. Marybody is like, we this is off limits. But it actually feels so amazing to be able to talk about weight loss with not a trigger, you know, like not a anxiety, not not a uh feeling of my life is obsessed with this kind of idea and goal. 
So if you are kind of like relating to another stage of our lives, I want you to know that, you know, change can happen and does happen. It's happened with us. So if you're feeling a little bit like, oh, this feels impossible, like, what do you mean? I can't, I can throw away the scales. What do you mean? No, I can't. I need to look at that weight every day. You know, we used to do that. Those scales controlled our lives. And those our scales, happiness levels. And our happy, yeah, our happiness levels. Those those scales told us if we were good enough or not. And that's just ridiculous because no matter what weight you are, no matter if even, you know, no matter what weight you are, no matter what health uh, aspects you have or don't have, you're amazing and you're enough. The most important thing is no matter what stage we're at, is that we actually practice self-acceptance because with self-acceptance comes the ability, the choice to make a change in a really enjoyable way or, as Emmy said, the choice to simply remain as we are. For me right now, I'm really happy where I am because I accept myself and I make daily choices that help me feel healthy. Like I go for my walks, I do my meditation, I do my yoga pilates, I have a nice work-life balance, sometimes too much work, definitely. That's okay at this stage of my life. And I'm good. And then when mm. I when I have, when I notice the imbalance or something shift, mm. then I know, okay, hang on a minute. Oh, whoops, like I've forgotten to meditate for this week. I can really feel the difference. Let me bring that back in. So when we practice like this, when we live like this, it just makes like life so much more enjoyable with with that less anxiety, uh, less obsession. And it's simply more like noticing. It's more like being curious about how you feel and checking in and acknowledging, okay, this week I really I really forgot to do that. Okay, mm. cool. That's all right. Life was busy and then we move on and we mm. make a change. But because it's always ebbing and flowing, like, you know, just because we we did our yoga five times this week or our Pilates five times this week, probably next week it's not going to be that way because something might happen. And this is also where we realize that self-acceptance is such an important practice because rather than beating yourself up, and I don't know about you listening at home, but I've spent way too many days, way too many hours beating myself up for something that I've eaten, for something that I haven't done, like a workout or a sleep in that I enjoyed, you know, all these choices, an ice cream that I ate, all these things that are supposed to bring joy. And then you just like blanket it with feelings of guilt and a hate and self-loathe. It's like, what's the bloody point? So this is why we also have mm. to learn that we make these choices and we fully make these choices with all of our hearts and all of our minds and we don't look back and we just move on. Like we just keep living instead of being like, why did I do that? Yeah, and it's like enjoy the ice cream, enjoy the pasta, enjoy the pizza. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah, we don't go on diets, repeat, no diets, and life is better and I feel healthier. Because instead of focusing on this short segment of my life, for example, a 12-week diet, you focus on the the hopefully, fingers crossed, healthy lifespan of mm. the whole, you know, the life of me going forward. You know, I, I, I choose the food I eat today, not for just today, for the years ahead. And so that means I'm not choosing takeaway food every day. In fact, I rarely eat takeaway because I can make healthier, delicious 
food at home. And they can even be cheap options like pasta and tomato uh, tomatoes. I don't make it, Damiano cooks it, but it's it's so delicious. And on many diets, it's unhealthy, mm. but it's also, I believe, it's a healthier choice for me. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing to note here as well is like sometimes with diets, for example, when we were on the paleo diet, like that was an extended diet. So that wasn't just like, I'm going to do this for 12 weeks and I'm going to yeah. stop. This was like a life, like we would, we would talk about this, like a lifestyle choice. And that, that, in it, that also was really, really, uh, stress causing. So mm. it would completely run the decisions of our lives. So we would make decisions based on this inverted commas lifestyle that we chose. It was a diet, but it was an extended diet. And this, I also don't think was working in our favor either. So it's like checking in. I understand sometimes there's, you know, therapeutic diets that we need to go on for health reasons. Maybe you actually are celiac or gluten intolerant and obviously eating gluten is going to affect you, so don't do that. But if we're just making these choices because we heard, oh, like this is the latest best thing or this is this is the healthier option or this is this equals healthy, like we need to check in. Mm-hmm. Because why are we doing it? And is it causing mm-hmm. more stress? Than, yeah. than not doing it. Because for us, paleo was really great at the start and actually it helped us get off the yo-yo diet and exercise regime. So it helped us create, you know, we still had these because we were those kinds of people and maybe you can relate, but we needed like some kind of boundary because we were very big on binge eating as well because of because of our past with dieting. So we'd go on a diet and we'd restrict, restrict, restrict. Then we'd get off the diet and we'd binge, binge, binge. And then we'd go on a diet again. And it would just be these like ongoing fluctuations. So overwhelming, so life controlling. And so mm. then when we found paleo, it was kind of like, almost like a weight off our shoulders because we had like these guidelines that we like that kind of say. Uh, but then as three years went on or however many years we did that for, we also then realized, oh, my God, this is just a diet again. Like this is just I'm just on a yeah. diet again. And it's it so funny. Sucks. It's so funny that like at the time we're like this is not a diet, this is a lifestyle. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's a diet because it cuts out all dairy, all sugar, all grains. We're like cutting out serious food groups. And I love grains. I love, I love grains. I love bread. <laughs> I want bread in my life. I need pasta, pizza, I love yes. corn chips. Oh, corn. You love corn chips. I love corn. Corn on the cob. <laughs> yes, please. I mean, and this is where really I'm trying to think like what is it? What is the magic thing? And really it's our mindsets about ourselves. It is our self-acceptance. It is our self-compassion. It is our self-love. It is our self-respect. So if we love ourselves, we treat ourselves differently, don't we? Like we we tell ourselves different thoughts, like we think different thoughts about ourselves, about life. We're less judgmental. We're more caring for ourselves. So maybe this impacts our daily choices. Maybe that helps us go to sleep earlier because, oh, I want to feel good tomorrow mm-hmm. because I care about myself. I care about my day. I care how I show up and I know that the extra hour sleep really helps me. I'm going to wake up earlier to do my yoga 
because it puts me in a better mood. I'm going to go to the shops and buy a stack of veggies so I have the fridge full so I make sure I eat my daily vegetables because I want to look after myself today, not just today though, next year and the year after and the year after and the year after. I mean, it's amazing what one little mindset shift about ourselves can do. And, you know, we talked about this in last week's episode too, the the power of mindset and especially in and around these topics of, uh, you know, dieting and weight and health. Mm. Really, we can begin and shift everything from our minds, from a thought because the thought eventuates into actions and our actions change our lives. So true. So Hmm. really what we've kind of realised is that it is the changes in our mindset, how we think and feel about ourselves is what helped us overcome the ongoing yo-yo effect the 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 fad diet the 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 grasping for the next quick fix like where is it and it's then also realizing that maybe potentially what if we shift our goals so instead of focusing on i'm going to lose weight we shift it like last week we talked about i'm going to be healthy like mm-hmm. i'm going to make healthy choices i'm going to be healthy and like Forget about the weight loss even. If that is overwhelming for you, forget about it. Because really, if we make healthy choices, that like it, it's just obvious. You know, if you're not moving and then you suddenly, or not suddenly, but you start to move two to three times a week, you're going yeah. to feel a difference. If you're not cooking healthy meals and you're going out or you're getting takeaway five meals a week, and then suddenly you start cooking more veggies and eating more uh, fresh produce and amazing foods. And I'm talking, yeah, you can home make pasta, like do your pastas and do your risottos. Like there's no rules here. You're allowed to eat that homemade pizza, whatever you want. You will see a change. You will feel a change. But what if we just shifted that a little bit instead of focusing so much on that weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, or so much on like that next quick fix because that's the thing. That's the one thing that I've got to do because what next? This is the question. Yeah. What next? So to get off the the fad diet, we have to choose not to go on the fad diet in the first place. And we have to realize, okay, well, if I'm not on a fad diet, like what does my life look like? And do I need to make any changes here? But initially, remember, before you do any of that, that actually right here, right now, you're enough, you're amazing. And then we begin. Yes, step forward with that energy, that belief, and acknowledge that what you look like, what I look like, is not, you know, the the entity of you. Mm-hmm. It's an aspect of you, and it's definitely not the most important aspect of you. So true. And then I think one last thing to note, and I think let's talk about this next week perhaps because I feel like when you're talking about all these mindset changes of like self-care and self-respect and self-compassion and self-love, you know, there was a few things that we did to actually build those mindset practices and they don't just come instantly. They are something that you need to uh, 
figure out firstly how you're going to practice them and make them part of your day uh, and what does it look like for you. So I think what we should do next week is share <laughs> how we did that with uh, probably not, you know, not your usual way of just like affirmations and post-its and things like that. They work, but we figured out a, a bit of a bit of a more, I think, powerful way of actually yes. making those mindset changes stick. We said 20 minutes. We've gone over because we're quite passionate about it, aren't we? But if you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Otherwise, do reach out on Instagram, Facebook, message us if you've got any more questions or anything you would like us to dive into. If you think that this episode will help a friend, be sure to share the episode link with them because that will also help us and we would be very grateful. Otherwise, we'll be back in your ears with a brand new episode next week. Bye. Bye.